Well, hello and welcome to the All Things Leeds podcast, or the ATL podcast. It's the first episode of Time 19 as well, which is just absolutely ridiculous. We're 23 days in, so we're sorry <laughs> that we haven't returned sooner, but yeah, we are back now. We are back now, so I uh, hope you're all okay. I hope you're all having a fantastic 2019 so far. If you haven't heard my voice already, I am Ed, founder and creator of All Things Leeds, and for these podcasts, I am joined by my good friend and lifelong Leeds United fan, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm doing great, Ed. Glad to be back. Yep, yeah. Good start to fan 19. I say start, 23 days in. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a great 2019 so far. Ah. I hope it keeps going the way it is. Aye, great stuff. Uh, well, in this episode, we will be discussing Leeds United's 2-1 loss away at Stoke City last Saturday. Quite a few talking points to go over in that game. We'll also be discussing Spygate and the fact that these 11 clubs have written to the EFL asking them to investigate thoroughly. Uh, then we'll be discussing the Un-23s game last Monday that saw them beat Southampton 3-2 over in Tadcaster uh, we'll look at the players who are coming back from injuries as well and we'll also look at the recent transfer stories give our thoughts on Casilla signing finishing off by looking ahead to Leeds' game on Saturday where they play at Rovium United away from home please do stay with us Well, before we get into the uh, Leeds United chat, let's. Uh, I w- want to send our uh, well wishes to the uh, friends and family of Emiliano Sala, the Argentinian striker, who was going to join Cardiff for £80 million. It was going to be a record transfer fee, but uh, when he was flying across to Cardiff, his plane uh, disappeared, unfortunately. And uh, we don't know the ins and outs of the story, but we just want to send well wishes to his family and friends uh, at this difficult time. We'll get into the uh, Leeds United chat, so uh, we'll start this podcast on a down, really. Recapping Leeds' loss at Stoke. Uh, after such a great performance and win against Derby County uh, the week before, the Friday before, I mean, fantastic performance there. First great of all, performance. Great, yeah. great game, great atmosphere, just a great day out, really. Yeah, uh, and just kind of wonder what happened, really, because Stoke, we basically just didn't turn up, did we? We uh, we didn't turn up. We really poor in the game. You know, I felt uh, first half nothing much really happened. I felt as though we were struggling with their two strikers and the pace of those two strikers. But I mean, Stoke, they definitely looked the most threatening. Um, of course, in the second half, they did go one uh, 0 ahead early on. Sam Clucas, forty eighth. Uh, minute goal you've got to say though here four shot and click like well, what the hell are you guys doing yeah I, I, I know you reckon they're both at fault but I still I, I've got to lay that one at the feet of click because it, for, when Forshaw heads it it still goes to a Leeds player when, when click heads it it goes immediately to Sam Klukas in a goal scoring position what he needs to do is not head it all and hit it as hard as he can up the field yeah, but he but he doesn't do that he, he, if, if you're going to do a defensive header you can't just head it up in the air that's it, leave it in the danger zone, especially when you've got such a tall team like Stoke. Yeah. I think Klukas was the shortest player in their team, and I think he was. I think he's only like five foot ten, so he's not short. Yeah, maybe a phobia he might be shorter, but I don't know. Their, their team's enormous. You don't want to be launching high balls anywhere, and especially not in your own eighteen yard box. So I think that was just a another mistake we, we keep making these mistakes and it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah, we we, we kind of need the players back. When Phillips is back. Watches, we won't make that many mistakes, but you know, you say click, but for sure as well, his header would just no, nothing really just went straight to click. You just get rid of it, just get rid of the ball. Well, yeah, it won't, it won't any kind of special move from Stoke, they just blasted the ball into our box on the wing and we didn't deal with it. Yeah, and you've got to be if there's no one thing you've got to deal with as defenders in the championship, it's balls coming in from the wings into the box. Mm. That is that happens every game at least 15 20 times a game. Yeah. 
I mean, good finish from uh, Sam Lucas, though. Really good finish from uh, him. Uh, driving it to that bottom right-hand corner. Uh, but then, after they went ahead, Stoke just sat back, really, let us get at them. I didn't really understand why we were always crossing the ball into the box, though. Because, you know, Ryan Shaw crossed Ashley Williams. You're not going to beat tempted headers. I know Rufus scored a few headers this season, but you're not going to beat those two defenders to headers, are you? No, no, you're not. I, to be fair, I thought they sat deep from the start of the game. I, I think they, they used the... What I would call the whole br- blueprint, which is turn up against Leeds, sit with four, uh, two banks of four, uh, sit very deep, and don't allow us through, force us out wide, win the ball back from crosses coming in, and counter attack. And it worked perfectly. It worked with Hull for Hull, it worked for Stoke, and I wouldn't be surprised if Rotherham tried the same thing. I mean, yeah, they probably will, but um, I mean, no, like I say, why we were crossing the ball, I don't know. You know, the reason why we beat Stoke. Previously was you know we played the ball. You look at the goals. We played the ball across the floor. Yeah, through the channels. It, it that's how we beat them. Fast yeah. pace through the channels, beating Ryan Shaw across the pace, which is easy. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and like you know a big defender. I mean those two had really good games this game, but you know the big defenders they're going to struggle being able to turn quickly and chase someone who, who's got pace like Kemar Roof does. You know Kemar Roof's like like five foot seven or something. He's, he's not going to win headers. To be honest, I don't. I didn't think we were far enough forward the whole game. I thought we were sat too deep. So like whenever. Alioski or Clark or Click got the ball up the field. Um, the rest of the team was 15, 20 yards behind him, and it slowed the whole attack down to the point where Stoke regrouped and there was no way through. Yeah, we we were sat too deep the whole game. For some reason, we came up. We we, we weren't defensive because we're never defensive when we when we play with this team. But we were more defensive than I've seen us in in recent games. And it mm. and it, if we if you're defensive and play Bielsa's style of uh, football. You're not going to achieve anything because you, you're not going to score, and and you are going to get picked off on the counter attack because because yeah. we never sit deep enough to play that kind of football. Yeah. So yeah, that's what, that's why I felt we struggled with their two attackers because every time they launch balls forward to try and get it to those pacey forwards, I, I always notice like Pontus and Cooper they're like midway in our half. Like get to the halfway line and yeah. play attacking. Get to the halfway line, push up, and you know win, win, win the second balls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was shocking. Uh, then on the 68th minute, big penalty shout here. Uh, I thought I was doing replays. It looked as though it was outside the box. But my my grief is that not even a foul was given here. It, it's a back challenge, a horrible challenge, and it's a foul. And if it's in the box and it should have been a penalty and it's not given, and it, it's cost us the game. I, I saw, from what I saw, on the, I was watching on the stream and I thought it was a penalty initially. But it was definitely a foul. At minimum, it was a foul and a yellow card. Yeah, challenge from behind. He's taking his legs. No hope of winning the ball, and it's just not given. Yeah, and uh, I think the referees assumed it's a dive because of because of the position of the foul, but it's not. He's just just been wiped out. Yeah, the referee was shocking. He don't give a foul here. Then he gives a foul for I, I, I forget what player it was, but they were in their corner, and he like jumped up and dived like a like an absolute salmon. And he gave a free kick for it, even though we didn't. That was it. that was more annoying to me because from the angle I was, the, the stream was at the linesman who was five yards away gives the foul as well. Yeah, like, and, and the linesman can see much closer than the referee. He's just jumped in the air. Yeah, he's jumped in the air. If you're fouled, you're not going to jump in the air but, and then dive onto the floor. You're going to go I, straight I, to the floor. Alioski was pressuring him into the corner, and Tyler Roberts came charging in. And because Tyler Roberts was running quite fast, the referee's given the foul because he's assumed he just ran into him. Yeah. Whereas he doesn't actually touch him at all. <laughs> he guards him even further into the corner, and the guy just dives over to yeah, win a foul. It's ridiculous. He's fishing it. He's just... Appalling referee Gavin Ward, he made a fool of himself, especially when it came to Pontus's second yellow as well. I mean, I, I was looking at it, looking at replays, I was like, 
what is this for? It's the first yellow shouldn't have been given for me either. But that, yeah, I mean, it was Pontus's fault, really, just screaming in the ref's face. He first of all does the bad challenge. He wasn't going to get booked for that. And then he went to the referee and just started screaming in his face, which is an, un- an unnecessary yellow that's, card. That's a disciplinary issue, and that needs to be sorted out. But the, the fact is that the Stoke players were shouting at the referee the whole game as well. A, a phobia was shouting. I saw Shawcross shouting at the referee. Charlie Adams screamed in the referee's face. None of them were carded. Yeah. The official stats of the game showed Stoke had fouled more players than Leeds, yeah. but, but Leeds had double the number of yellow cards. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, come on. I mean, Pontus is second yellow as well. Like... So he's running with a phobia to try to get the ball. Pontus falls over. I don't know what he's meant to do. He's literally fallen over. Now, he, and you know, he, he knocks a phobia off balance a bit, but he still stays on his feet. Not, but, not significantly. It yeah, doesn't affect his, his run because he's still running and he still gets the touch yeah, on the ball. Still gets to the ball. Peacock foul comes out quickly to get the ball. I thought he did well there. The phobia was wanting a penalty there. And the referee blows a whistle, and I'm thinking, all right, he's giving a foul for you know, Bill Peacock foul coming out and clipping a phobia, but he pulls it back. Gives Pontus a second yellow and a red card, and I, I, I was looking at it thinking like, what is he giving this for? The only thing that I could think of what he's he's giving it because Pontus he's felt as though Pontus has fallen down and purposely clipped a forebed to try to get him off balance, but he hasn't. The referee gave it for uh, handball because I think the referee thought as it, as Pontus was falling, he punched the ball towards Peacock Farrell, which from I mean the angle I watched it was from, from behind, so you can't really see that. Yeah, uh, but Stoke fans are insisting. Obviously, they would, but um, they're insisting that Pontus handled the ball. But it didn't the the ball didn't fly for me? It didn't roll away from a phobia fast enough to su- suggest that Pontus had punched it. Yeah, it look it just it p rolls away. A phobia gets too heavy a touch on it. Um, he, he just touches it too hard towards uh, Paley Pickup Farrell. Yeah, it, it, was, it was it to his credit runs out fast enough and collects it and doesn't uh, clip uh, a phobia at all. And then a phobia stands up, doesn't have a go at the referee for the Pontus challenge, has a go at the referee for not giving a penalty for uh, Billy Pickup Farrell yeah. collecting the ball. But I don't think Fobi had any idea what Pontus had done either. I, mean, I think he, he thought he just fell over. Yeah, he, he did just f- fall over. He didn't purposely handball it. When he's falling over, his hands are literally like under his chest as well, like tucked in. But it's like, if you're falling over, where, where else are you going to put your hands? You're going to put your hands forward so you don't face plant and, and hurt yourself even more. You know, if you just fall flat on your face, that's going to really, you know, hurt. Maybe do some damage, like broken nose or whatever. But you... you Where's he meant to put his hands? I mean, is he meant to like disappear after he's fallen over? It, it, it was just, it was just absolutely bizarre for me. Referee's just seen a golden opportunity to ruin that game and also leave us disadvantaged for uh, Rotherham on the, on the weekend. Yeah, because now we don't have Pontus chance and he's suspended for one game. Yeah, exactly. So both is, both games have been affected. Yeah, both games have been affected. I mean, people saying oh, it affected our chances for getting getting an equaliser. I don't think it would have made a difference. I, I think we were playing so poor we were going to lose anyway. But, but the second yellow and red card, ridiculous. Gavin Ward, referee, was shocking. Fool. And uh, yeah, and second yellow shouldn't be given. Should be a red. Um, we should have Pontus for the Rotherham game, but now we don't. So we're, we're, we're a bit Rick stuck. You, you can't appeal second yellow reds either. Yeah, only straight reds, which is stupid. Like, I don't see why you can't. You can't appeal yellow cards in general. Yeah, it, it, it's stupid, really. Um, but now. Bielsa's got a few selection headaches for Rotherham, which is which is nice, and we're going into it thinking oh, we we haven't got Pontus for the first time in ages, and he's been playing his best football. What on earth is going to happen? On the bright side, he's only missing one game. <clears throat> yeah, that 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 is a bonus. He's not missing three. Which if he was missing three, he'd miss the uh, Norwich game and the Middlesbrough away game, I believe. Which would be very very bad. Yeah, that, that'll <laughs> be bad. But uh, yeah, 
that's that. Stoke, they go on to seal the win and end the game on the 88th minute. Uh, I mean, the defensive mistake here, I feel, you know, we, we let him, we let, was it Klukas on the left hand side go down too easily? He crosses it in. Joe Allen, you know, four shots in the middle. Why isn't he marking him? It's like, you know, just defensive awareness there. But Joe Allen comes in and taps in. It's, it's 2 0, game over, really. But my only grief is that Joe Allen's gone against us. Joe Allen, he's good. He's good at this level, to be fair. Yeah, he's he's, got, he's good in his day, but the Welsh shavy. Oh, I remember a video a few years ago when he was <laughs> oh playing for God. Liverpool. I'm still amazed that Liverpool signed him. Yeah. He, he was never good enough to play for Liverpool. No, never. But um, I mean, he was good enough to play for Liverpool back when they had that squad. Now Liverpool that just, squad, squad was appalling. Yeah, it's like Jay Spearman, who's playing for Blackpool in League One right now. God. Yeah, it's um, it's awful. But yeah, they they see the win really. We do get a consolation though. Ninety fourth minute. I mean, ninety fourth and half minute. No, four minutes of added time. We score after added time has finished. Uh, came from a corner. Alioski, good finish to be fair. Left foot straight into that uh, bottom right corner. Really good finish. Uh, too little, too late though. It's, it's a shame that it wasn't five minutes earlier. Yeah, <laughs> could have done with that point. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we continued scoring away games, which I guess is a bonus. We continued that streak. Uh, but it helps the goal difference as well, which will come in handy. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to be against the scoring consolations because they help. But Yeah, definitely. And Alios got to his tally for the season as well. Um, uh, you know, a bit of uh, First of all, I do want to apologise for not putting a match report up on my YouTube channel uh, for this game. I was just really suffering with a cold. My voice was hurting. I could barely speak. So that's why there were no match report. But excuses, excuses. <laughs> but, but you've got it in this podcast. So th- there you go. Um, but do you feel as though, I mean, I feel as though there's a bit of sarcasm in this question that I've wrote down. But <laughs> do you feel as though not being able to spy on Stoke City uh, the, the day before, you know, put us at a big disadvantage for us and our preparations? No, I don't think that. And I think if you think that, then <laughs> you're a bit of an idiot. But uh, <laughs> not not you personally, but anyone who thinks that is a bit of an idiot. Because people have overestimated the, the value of the information that Bielsa gets from these things. Yeah. He doesn't send these people out to because he's done no preparation beforehand and it's got to be last-minute cheat codes. He sends them out. He, he literally said, I send these people out to confirm what I already know. Yeah. It's, it's not... And, and because he's just like addicted to it. I mean, we'll, we'll get onto his press conference, but let's let's move on to Spygate properly. So, oh, uh, brilliant! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, I'm, I don't like talking about it, but the story just keeps on going. There's still headlines today, this morning, saying Legion United. It won't finish until yeah. the FA and EFL punish us, which yeah. they will because they're bottle jobs. But they can't punish us because we didn't break anything. All right, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into it. So if. if Lay down the basis of the story. So what happened? Uh, the day of the Derby County game, reports come out that there was there was a guy spotted that was outside the Derby County training ground the day before, spying uh, essentially on the on the uh, um, on the uh, Derby County training. I mean, it wasn't; it was on public land. But uh, anyway, um, and he was out in the open, out in the open on public land. Nah. Please, please hey. find him. He's, he's don't, not spying. Don't let like, don't like the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so all them reports come out. And uh, yeah, we got beat Derby County two 0 absolutely thrash them, dominate from start to finish. And people are like, oh, blowing Spygate way out of proportion, all this buying nonsense, and it's what people instead of talking about our amazing performance, which was just just really annoyed me. Really, people rather talk about us sending someone to go spy on a training session, which which just really annoyed me. I mean, Charles, what what do you make of it all? First of all, I think it is the most minor thing that has been blown out of proportion because. Firstly, <laughs> firstly, it's it's a foreign manager which people don't like. Secondly, it's Leeds which people don't like, and and thirdly, it offends the kind of 
English footballing arrogance that shouldn't exist anymore for obvious reasons. It, yeah. Everyone kind of thinks, oh, we're the guardians of the game. We invented it. We we maintain the best standards of fair play, none of which is true. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yeah, the reason this has been blown way out of proportion is one, because it's Leeds, and two, because it's Bielsa. Um, but, I mean, you know, going on to the actual thing, you know, we did nothing wrong. We broke no rules. There's no rules against it. We did nothing illegal. Now, if the guy had actually gone in, gone into the training complex and started watching them, then there's a problem there because he's trespassed. But he didn't. He's on public land just watching what's happening in front of him. And what? So he happens to work for Leeds and he happens to have been sent down by Bielsa. He's on public land just watching a training session, which you can easily see. You know, fans stand there, I'm sure, all the time to watch it. We did nothing illegal. Frankly, if you, I've seen, I've seen a, like a Google Images picture from the road where you can see inside Derby's training ground from a public footpath. Frankly, if you can see someone's training from a public footpath, they deserve to have their training methods observed. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> if you can't be bothered building a decent enough fence or making it, making it so plants obscure the entire edge of the training ground, then it's your own fault. Yeah. It's your chairman's responsibility to pay for a training ground that cannot be seen by other people. Yeah, because it's not the responsibility of other people to ignore that weakness. Yeah, we've taken advantage and yeah, yeah, just taking advantage of the fact that you can easily see it. And if Derby County don't want to be spied on, build a wall around it. Build a better fence. Build a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Build a wall. Plant a load of trees around it. I don't care if you don't want to be spied on. Make it so it's hard to see. As as Bielsa put it, it's. It's an it's a legal advantage yeah. that I, that he took, and there's nothing to investigate because one B else has just admitted to it, like just straight out, just, doesn't care, just said I did it. <laughs> I spied on everyone. Like, <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've spied on absolutely everyone. I'll take whatever's coming to me. And also, the police sent, put a picture of the actual guy who was spying, like you know, put a picture on Twitter. So they've blown the investigation way out of the water. There, mm, uh, Derbyshire police bigging up Derby. Yeah. What, what a surprise! <laughs> um, but I mean. So going on to Bielsa press conference, he calls an emergency press conference. We're all, first of all, absolutely pooing ourselves. <laughs> Bricking Think, it. Yeah, thinking... <laughs> he's going to resign. He's going to resign. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of reports as well. There was this guy who works for One Football, the One Football app, and he tweeted, we've just heard that Bielsa's going to you know, resign, set to resign as Lee's manager. Um, and we're all pricking it. But then, to that tweet, Pontus replied... Is it April? Is it first of April in your office or something? <laughs> Basically saying it's a joke and yeah. calming everyone down half an hour before this press conference was set to take place. Um, it, t- it takes place a little later though, and Bielsa comes out. First of all, says what I did was not illegal, did nothing wrong, broke no rules. I spied on every team. I'll just take whatever's coming at me. Basically saying. I've done nothing wrong, but if you if I want to punish me, please do, and let's just try and move on. I think the aim of that was to get the kind of investigation over quickly, and yeah. so I think Bielsa's trying to say you can punish me, but not but not the club because I've done this, not the club. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, th- I think he would rather get a fine or a touchline ban or something like that. Yeah. But it, it, the last thing he wants is the club be punished for something which isn't really yeah. a necessary part of his preparation. Yeah, and, and the fans be punished. And that's the best thing he could have done, just come out and admit it straight away. Instead, he wanted to make the investigation easier uh, for the EFL. And then he pulls up this massive PowerPoint. <laughs> and we're all following it on Twitter because Phil Hay and uh, Adam Pope are all putting pictures up, which is just absolutely fascinating. So pulls up this computer. And he's showing us all this stuff, all this insight from Derby County. I think it's like 300 hours of work. 
it's like four hours a game, and he searched about like and he looked at like fifty-one games from Derby County from like last season and this season. A ridiculous amount of work. I you know he's asking journalists, all right, pick pick a number, pick pick, pick a game, pulls up Chelsea Derby County that three-two victory last season in the cup, I believe. Uh, looks at all that. He's got the team lineups, subs, the fo- different formations used in the game. He's got percentage of how many times the number ten's played on the left and how many times number ten played on the right in a certain formation. A ridiculous amount of work and preparation. Um, basically saying, I don't need a, I don't need a spy to know all this, and I already know this information. So I can easily go win without, without spying. Basically saying, you know, it doesn't give him an unfair advantage. But I mean, th- th- this was incredible. This was an incredible insight. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice to see um, kind of a bit behind the curtain, so to speak, with regards to how how Bielsa man- uh, functions day to day in the club and what what he does in what in when Leeds are prepar- preparing for a game. Yeah, it's just it's nice to see that. Although it did quite annoy me, like days afterwards, where people were saying, "Oh yeah, but every club does analysis, but every club does analysis." Nothing to do that much analysis. I, I saw, I, I can't remember his name, but it was some clown on TalkSport who, 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 who hadn't worked for three years in management. But when he was working there in, a, um, I think it was at Luton he worked, or something like that, or even lower than that. I think it was, like, it was definitely League One level or below. And he was saying, oh yeah, it, two students and a laptop could accomplish this. No. No, no, they couldn't. No, but he also has twenty analysts who were trained and experienced. Do along with him and presumably some of his uh, touchline staff do about three hundred hours of research on pointless things. Your two students and a laptop could not accomplish that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, no, you know, it's no, it's no secret that you know every every manager does preparation, but I don't think he goes to this much preparation. Be also three hundred hours of work, four hours on each game, fifty-one games. And he, he gets like 45 minutes clips of just their attack alone so he can watch and see what happens, see how the corners, how someone's putting two hands up and what that signals to their team, which is just incredible. And, <laughs> um, I, you know, I've never really thought of that, to be honest. And um, and and then and then he splits it down into like seven, eight minute clips for the players to watch as well because they have shorter attention spans, which which to do, you, you'd, you'd reckon 20-odd-year-olds don't want to sit through 45 minutes of another football team attacking. But... Um, well, I'd expect them to. They're on a lot of money. Really? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd watch a 45-minute video if I was on 20 grand a week. Yeah, well, I mean, it shortens it down. An insane amount of work. and it, Great insight for us fans. You know, I think Lampard came out and said... I think Lampard, after the Southampton game in the FA Cup, came out and said, in his press conference, first of all, he said, oh, let me just pull up the presentation, guys. Pretty much mocking Bielsa. And then he's saying, we all do preparation, but you don't do that much preparation. Bielsa is a one of a kind. He's he's a workaholic. He's he's addicted to football. He maybe does a bit too much work, but that's not me complaining. I'd love him to continue doing this because it's obviously working. I so hope Derby fall out of the playoffs now. <laughs> I really do. Not, yeah, they are in playoffs. Um, Sixth place, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I I hope they fall out as well. I mean, they're a good team playing some decent football, but yeah. I don't like Frank and I don't yeah. like the fans. So hate, hate him now. <laughs> Hate the fans, hate Frank Lampard for blowing this way out of proportion. Although the fans got really annoyed when we started singing all spies out way at the game, which, <laughs> which was funny. That, that was funny. I, 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 I laughing. Um, then a load of pundits as well, these so-called like football experts doing that in, in inverted uh, speech marks. But um, there was a, yeah. there was a lot of pundits that were like the pundits who used to be really good players 
all thought, well, fair enough, it's just yeah. taking advantage. And all the play, all the pundits who were all average players, who had and average really careers, average managers. like Jermaine Genus, who spent three quarters of his career holding his leg on the, on the sideline. Or, At Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, come on, he didn't even play for Spurs and he had such an awful team back then. <laughs> he retired when he was like 30 because he, he his, his knees couldn't take anymore. Not yeah. that I'm saying that he should be judged for that, but he did have a great career. And um, even even the likes of Paul Merson, who comes out with some stupid stuff. No, Paul Merson didn't complain. He, he yeah, said, that's what I'm saying. Even even him, who, who, who comes out with some stupid stuff, even said, oh, fair enough, it's a legal advantage. They took advantage of it. Yeah, and he said... If if EFL are gonna punish us, just give him give Bielsa a fine. Don't punish the fans, which which are like Kevin. Now Bielsa, now Paul Merson's my uh, favourite Sky Sports <laughs> pundit. Um, I don't think uh, Gary Lineker. I don't think he was bothered either. Yeah, Gary Lineker on Twitter just wasn't bothered. Um, I think I think he tweeted, "I spy a team bound for Premier League or something." Yeah. So he, he, you know, all these fantastic players who, who were great. You know, they, they're not bothered. But then, you know. Who, who was it on um, Stuart Pearce? I think Stuart Pearce. He was a decent player, to be fair. Yeah. But he, 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 on the stupid debate, stupid opinion. On the debate, he comes out and says, "I'd reverse the scoreline." What? One, that's never happened. Two, that is never gonna happen. What a ludicrous comment! That was. <laughs> the 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 backlash from that happening would be absolutely enormous as well. The, the Leeds wouldn't stand for it. But the club, but the fans wouldn't stand for it whatsoever. Can you do that though? Can you reverse a scoreline? No, line? there's no precedent for it. It's never happened, and it's never gonna happen. It was the most bizarre thing I've heard in my life. Stuart Pearce, <laughs> a, a pundit, a, meant to be a football expert. It was it was a good player, but I mean, saying. Coming out with I'll reverse this, I'd reverse the scoreline just absolute waffle, <laughs> just just absolute stu- you know, just stupid ridiculous stupid really. opinions, isn't it? Yeah, and Andy Cole, he, he although he's a he played for a, a team that shall not be mentioned. <laughs> did um, he came out with an opinion? He, he just thought it was funny. He, he, he respected the fact that Bielsa just immediately yeah. admitted to it, and, and he, he was saying, you know. When when these go into you know European games, Europa League finals or whatever Champions League finals, and you get to train in the stadium in the stadium the night before, and he was saying you won't practice set pieces because you know that someone's going to be watching. Yeah, you know you set pieces like you're your most vital when you stick two hands in the air on a corner. You don't want people to know what's going to happen, so you want you won't practice set pieces. You just practice a few drills, few passing drills, stuff like that in the stadium before because he knows you know. He, he, he's saying oh, it's a given that people are going to watch it, and it, and it is really. Yeah, well, it, well, it is. If if you can be viewed by by another person, that person might be from another yeah. club. You have to assume they are. And you do all you want to get. A, you know, you do as much as you can to get a win. And you know, if that goes out to spy and uh, whatever, but that'll be they then complain to the EFL and they open investigations. <laughs> Nothing to investigate. Did you notice they only complained to the EFL after we beat them, not yeah. before the game? Yeah. They hadn't complained until after they lost I mean, the game. They and complained then... about a week after as well. Yeah. But then, VF, so VFL have opened investigations, nothing to investigate. Bielsa's admitted to all of it, plus we did nothing illegal. There's literally nothing to investigate. It's not in the EFL's interest. It's not in those 11 clubs' interest. It's not in the rest of the league's interest that the EFL resolve this quickly. It's in Leeds' interest that this is resolved quickly. Yeah. That's why it won't be resolved quickly. Yeah, we want it to resolve quickly so we can just forget about it and carry on. Um, and then 11 championship clubs, they have wrote to the EFL to investigate, to tell them to investigate fully, really. Um, what, Nottingham Forest, Millwall, Norwich, 
Middlesbrough, Blackburn. I believe. Blackburn. The Bristol City owner, he came out and said he wants a points deduction. Even though he's on the EFL board. Yeah. <laughs> such a massive conflict of interest, it's not even funny. No, it's, it's <laughs> awful. Um, now, the thing is, though, this, that, even that has been blown a little bit out of proportion because uh, Phil Hayes reported the fact that these clubs haven't asked for a points deduction with the exception of Bristol City. Um, they haven't asked, they're, they're merely asking to investigate whether or not the BLS has broken into their grounds. Yeah, because if they are broken in, then they want a punishment. But if, it, if that, that's all they've asked for, I think it has been a bit misinterpreted by Leeds fans, and they 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 uh, there's a lot more animosity towards Norwich now, and this this Norwich game has been built up a bit more because of this. Even though it's already a massive game, hmm. it's been built up a bit more because of this. But it's not actually true. They haven't actually asked for us to be docked points. They've asked for us just just for the EFL to investigate more thoroughly. Be, be sure that Bielsa hasn't yeah. ordered people to break into people's training and I wouldn't agree with him ordering people to break into people's yeah. training grounds because I wouldn't want someone to break into yeah. Thorpe Arch I mean if they'd done that you know Lamp, Lamp, as Lampard said come out with like wire cutters and pliers and whatever and uh, broke his way in you know then there's a problem there but I mean, he, he hasn't done that on public land is there punishment coming though do you think you think there's going to be a points deduction there won't be a points deduction. I'd be absolutely amazed if there was a points deduction. Yeah. And it, even if there is, it won't last because Leeds' lawyers and the 49ers' lawyers that we've clearly got in the back. People forget about that. American football teams have got immense sport lawyers. They will rip the, the AFL to shreds. But that won't happen. I would. I expect a punishment. I expect Bielsa to get a personal fine. Yeah. Personal I, fine, I yeah. think. Because you, you look back at a few years ago, I think it was Cardiff. They were playing against Crystal Palace. It was a really big game for you know battle to survive in the Premier League, and I think it was Cardiff that got hold of Crystal Palace's starting eleven. Or it could be the other way around. I'm not sure, but they got starting eleven. No, Palace. Um, Palace who got Cardiff starting eleven. Yeah, and uh, Palace got a you know, thirty they, grand fine. Yeah, yeah, they just got a fine. So either fine just the club. Fine, Bielsa, give him a touchline ban, whatever. I don't think there's going to be a points deduction. I can, I, I, I say that confidently. There's not going to be a points deduction because we've done absolutely nothing wrong. Um, but that's enough about Spygate. I don't want to continue no. talking about that. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Leeds United and 23s. Of course, they played Monday night. They uh, played against Southampton and 23s, of course, in the uh, Premier League Cup whatever that means, uh, at the I2I Stadium in Tadcaster. Pretty started, Leeds United in 23, side to be fair. Guy Tyre Barardi played, Apple Helm, Tom Pearce, Izzy Brown, the new signing Kiko Casilla. All started, Tyler Roberts and Shackleton on the bench. Uh, first though, you got to say, what a crowd. <laughs> what a Leeds United following. 2,894 in attendance, breaking the previous record at that stadium, which was also set by Leeds United, which was for pre-season friendly to fans 16. There were one... 1,312 fans uh, that went to that. So, I mean, just incredible sport. Cold yeah. Monday night, <laughs> we'll go up to Doncaster to watch them 23s. Well, Tadcaster. Oh, yeah, Tadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Donny. <laughs> they, they struggle to watch the other 23s from Donny. <laughs> no, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's great because... Thing is, Tadcaster uh, fans will like Leeds fans a lot more now because having three uh, almost three thousand fans in your stadium in a stadium that only normally gets just under a thousand, you'll make a lot more money. There'll be people buying food there, people buying hot drinks there. The the, the football club will have made a lot of money, and um, and I imagine they'll want more under 23s games down there but obviously it'll only be cup games down there because they've got to play all the home games at Thorpe Arch and all their away games obviously well they don't have to play them I mean I remember they used to you, they played at Nevermore Park a few times is, well. is, is, there a, is there a rule for that do you have I'm, I mean I'm not sure don't want to break any more rules do we no, we don't want to break any more rules <laughs> I say any more 
any I'm, rules in the first place. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I mean, just unbelievable sport, unbelievable sport. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's nice. To, I think the Casilla plane had a lot of impact on the on the size of the crowd. Yeah, um, but, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's it's still it's great to see. Uh, Leeds fans coming out in force to support the the youth teams. I imagine they'll, they'll, they'll the players will really appreciate it. They'll feel like fans care about what they're doing, their games, and um, watching their development, and they'll they'll feel much more part of the club. Yeah, and feel like that everyone wants them to progress, which everyone does. But you know, it's nice to be. It's one thing to hear that the fans are supporting you, and there's one thing to, for people to actually turn up and, in their numbers and watch you play for yeah. for a game that matters because it's a it's a cup game. It does matter. It's it's. Um, They've got a chance to win a trophy here. I mean, obviously, I think the was it the under eighteens won the league last year. Yeah, the under twenty threes I think finished about uh, fourth or fifth. So if they could win a win a trophy, I imagine they'd they'd be delighted with that, and yeah, they'd be more, even more delighted if fans are watching them do it. Yeah, I think the top of the league as well in in whatever league they're playing, the under twenty threes. I think it's the PL two, the Premier League to two. I think. I, I, Don't I, quote I, me on that <laughs> because I'm not entirely certain. Yeah, I, I would have a clue. Um, but I mean, yeah. Oh, unbelievable spot, and it's like, yeah, it's ridiculous, really. For the under 23s match, I, I, I guarantee no other championship club will have that kind of support for down 23s. No. Maybe not in Premier League, maybe in Man City they'll have support from 23s like that. But yeah, it, incredible. Now it's going to be impossible to go in 23s games now, isn't it? <laughs> going to need to build up your loyalty for under 23s tickets now. If I, had the, if I had the spare time, I would, honestly, I would go to a few more. I would go to a few under twenty three games because yeah. um, it would be interesting to see um, if you could spot anyone who might br- break through. I think we've got obviously at the yeah. moment we've got a, a great crop of lads who are coming through uh, in the numbers at the moment because uh, the last few days I think Alfie McCalmont signed a professional contract with the club mm. uh, and a few other players um, are skipping my memory right now signed a, few, uh, a contract with the club um, so that they, they cl- the club clearly have a, a vision that they want to. The under twenty threes isn't for them just a place to, to let youth talent kind of waste away. We do want to progress people and yeah. make decent players that yeah. we don't have to pay huge sums of money for. Yeah, and we want to keep on doing what we've done for you know decades and decades. Just continue to produce really, really good youngsters. We, we do. Youth have, I reckon we do have probably a top five academy in this country for producing first team players. We do. I mean, we're up there with Southampton, they produce quite a lot of good academy graduates. Manchester City as well. Um, but yeah, real good, real good. Um, but a lot of first teamers did play all right. Uh, good to see Pavardi back. Of course, he did get injured still. Um, yeah, a bit annoying yeah, that. Yeah, now he's going to be out until mid February, which is just really annoying. I'm fed up of just having half a squad out. Well, just... to be fair, the club did say that his original comeback time was mid February, so it's, it, he's really just going to be back when he was expected to be back. Yeah. Um, Izzy Brown though he's not far off now I think but he also sent in his press conference as well I, you'd, you'd imagine him that he'll start making a few appearances off the bench no they said he want, he needs uh, he's already had one but he needed six under 23s games to get back up to speed he didn't say six under 23s games like, I, think he, I thought he just said six games yeah but I, I, that kind of implies that he won't, he won't play six first team games to get up to speed he'll probably play six under 23s games to get up to speed and then I imagine he'll, he'll go if, if not straight into the lineup, he'll definitely be a regular fixture on the bench yeah, um, I mean, it would be definitely good to have Izzy Brown back soon. Definitely need that kind of player to bring off the bench and make a big impact. Because going back to the Stoke game, you're looking at the bench, it's like, you know, Tyler Roberts, the only like, recognised senior player on the bench. It's like, who are you going to bring off to make a big impact? So Just shows how many injuries we've got at the moment. Yeah, and um, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to pull up this tweet. LUFC Lewis, uh, another YouTuber, um, he tweeted something the other day. So it... Yeah, so he's tweeted, when everyone's available, this is what we're looking at, starting 11. So he put starting 11, 
Kiko Casilla, Barry Douglas, Liam Cooper, uh, Pontus Janssen, Ailing, Phillips, Hernandez, Click, Brown, Clark, Roof. I'd probably imagine Alioski stays and then Brown goes to the bench. Never bench. Peacock Fowl, Berardi, Forshaw, Alioski, Harrison, Roberts, Bamford. Just much uh, better bench. <laughs> yeah, a much better bench. Much better starting eleven. Just fan- fantastic, really. And yeah, not not that I'm I'm having a go at the lads on the bench because they they do come on and uh, it's nice to see them make the debuts and occasionally they do play c- quite well. Yeah, and uh, like Shackleton always plays quite well when he Jack comes Clark. on. Jack Clark. Jack Clark plays always is a very good play. Plays well when he comes when he comes on or when he starts. Mm-hmm. But you do like to see your your marquee signing Patrick Bamford or. A bit exciting loanee like Izzy Brown or one of your regular experienced defenders in this league like Katana Brady. You want to see them at least making featuring on the bench, if not in the starting lineup. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what what a lineup that would be when everyone's back. And I, I can't wait till everyone's back and we can see a bench with the likes of Bamford. I am and honestly Brady. predicting the fact that we will finish this season not having everyone fit. Yeah, I, I think we will. I did, honestly did think even we will. start the season with fully fit squad for sure. I was out so. It's, yeah, we, we haven't had a fully fit squad all season. And Izzy Brown as well at the start of the season. Uh, but hopefully everyone comes back soon. Hopefully by the end of February we will have our full squad back and that could be amazing. We can look forward to that. Uh, Kiko Kassir as well, though. He, he started um, our signing from Real Madrid, who we'll, we'll get on to. Um, but, yeah, signing from Real Madrid, I, I imagine that that's why a lot of people turned up because they heard that Kiko Kassir were going to start and play. Um, I mean, imagine that coming from Real Madrid and then playing Tadcaster on a month called Monday night for the Legion United and twenty threes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a proper Bielsa move that isn't it. Yeah. It's like a three time Champions League winner and drop him into the under twenty threes. But it's I, it's just to get him he hasn't played much football for Real Madrid. Much you know and he, and he needs to get that feeling of being in the regular rigour of the game again. And if if because he signed in between two games, uh, it's it's a great opportunity to get him kind of up, up to speed about Playing in playing Yorkshire winter, which is hard. Yeah, playing against players that going for hard challenges, which they don't necessarily do in Spain. Yeah, uh, and and jump into goalkeepers, which does happen in this in this country. But uh, he needs to get up to speed with how we play in this country. So um, not to sound too Brexit means Brexit, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, Kiko Kassi will be thinking. Why did I ever join Leeds? Because he's playing on a Monday night at Tadcaster for the Legion United in 23s. He's, he'd probably be starting at Real Madrid right now because they've got Courtois, Kaylon uh, yeah. Navas. Yeah. They've got all the goalkeepers injured apart from this 19-year-old called Zidane who's made barely any appearances. So he'd be thinking, I'd be starting for Real Madrid right now. But I mean, hopefully he does well. He, he did play well on Monday night. Every time he came out for ball, he punched it out. For goals that he conceded, you can't blame him for, you know, blame the defenders for not being able to keep him not taking a shot um, yeah he did alright and you'd expect him to be in the first team soon wouldn't you uh, yes I would expect him to be in the first team against Norwich I would be surprised if he wasn't in the first team against Norwich Yeah, I don't know about Lovren but definitely Norwich you, you, you'd expect him in the first team and it'd be good because Peacock Fowl you know it's definitely signing up we needed Peacock Fowl was the only senior goalkeeper but yeah, he, he's not good enough for me Peacock Fowl for us to get promoted so Kiko can see the sooner he's in the better under 23 he's done they did uh, good altogether though because uh, they went 1-0 up and then went 2-1 down uh, you, you're pretty angry about Leeds United going 2-1 down weren't you I wouldn't say angry I wasn't punching walls at that I was just I was disappointed the fact that we went 1-0 up and we, we couldn't manage to hang on to it and it didn't sound like the goals we conceded I know you said they were good finishes but the build up to the goals sounds like somewhat we could have avoided Yeah. Um, I'm not blaming the players because the point of the under 23 Cup and League is to get people experienced in how to prevent uh, goal scoring opportunities arise 
arising. <clears throat> but yeah, the, the build-up was a, a, bit, a bit. It was. It wasn't exciting or complex enough. To the, the fact that we couldn't have dealt with it, we could have dealt with it. But having said that, we won the game anyway. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not frustrated by that. Yeah. So we're two and down. Go on to win three two. Edmondson with the winner. Wonder what's happened to Emerson. He started back end of uh, yeah, back end of last season. So you, hopefully, he gets a stint in first team. I don't um, think it's his fault. I think it's just because we we have um, quite a few striking options at the moment. Because we've got once everyone's fit, we'll have Bamford, Ruth, Bamford Ruth, Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, he, he's not going to want to be fourth choice, is he? No. Um, and he's not going to be fourth choice because we're not going to have two strikers on the bench, most likely. We'll send him out on loan. Let him improve. He's definitely got something there. He definitely was uh, really good last season. Yeah, if it extended him off to a kind of a lower down League One club like Poddy O'Connor's gone to. Um, uh, well, he was at Blackpool. He's at Bradford now, isn't he? He got called back and then went to Bradford. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. I think that's mainly to do with the Blackpool ownership, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think the, so. the Oysters are a bit. You don't want to be in a toxic club. No, uh, it's much better because Bradford are on a bit of an upswing at the moment. They're, they 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 are in relegations, aren't they? Yeah, well, no, they've just climbed out of it. They they were bottom of that dead bottom of the league for like, they were like Macclesfield, they were dead bottom, um, but they're uh, they're just about to. Um, I think they've just climbed out of it. Or um, let's have a look. No, they're second from bottom oh, and uh, four points from safety. Last time I, I, I checked it a few games ago, and I think they were one place above relegation zones. Yeah. They might have dropped off again, but but I mean, it'll be great experience for him trying to keep a club up in as a defender. Division. Yeah, you don't get more experience than when you're in a club in the relegation zone because players are coming at you constantly trying to score. Yeah. So now uh, he's close to home as well. I guess he can still use Leeds United's. Facilities Plus, he can needed. say he can say that I've scored. He can say he scored against Arsenal, which is before the age of twenty, which is pretty Aye, good. Yeah, he did uh, Arsenal away early on its season for Blackpool. Yeah, in the cup, um, banging header off a corner. Yeah, really good header. Uh, but he's doing well. Uh, but transfers. Let's talk about transfers. So we've already brought one in, a goalkeeper. Well needed, I felt. As I said earlier, pick up foul. The only senior goalkeeper we had at the club. You, you should ideally have three options for goalkeeper, but two yeah. will do. You can't have you can't have one because well, if, if he gets injured, then we're, we're stuck with the development squad. Well, we've only had two really for the past few years. What last season, Revald and Lonergan. One ideal, and then Peacock Fowl came up. Well, I guess we always had that third there. I guess we have Will Huffer, who's of course made a f- senior appearance so far. So I guess we have Will Huffer there as a as a third choice goalkeeper, uh, but definitely needed. Kiko Casilla, thirty two years old from Real Madrid, which is just mental. I, I couldn't believe I read that in the same sentence. Leeds United have signed a Real Madrid player. Just <laughs> unbelievable, really. I'd just like to say because I have. I have called him a lot of names over the last 12 months. <laughs> Thank you to Victor Orta, because <laughs> apparently he was instrumental in signing Casilla. Well, he, he would have been massive. He, he was also instrumental in signing uh, Bamford from Borough. He, he, he appears to be working very hard uh, to make decent signings, and although his transfer strategy last year was, was bad, because it was just signing as many players as possible for quite cheap and hopefully develop into great players, he he's really turned it around. I can, yeah, you, you've got to be admit when you're wrong, and he has he's done a good job for Leeds, Leeds this year, and uh, I don't think he gets enough credit. I think Bielsa, I, although I'm sure the Bielsa factor, people do want to play for him, but I don't think also gets enough credit for go because go, he, he went to Madrid to sign Casi, he went to, to speak to him in person. Yeah, so I don't think he gets enough credit for the fact that he he, he convinces these <laughs> players to sign for Leeds. He convinced a. a Real Madrid number, two, I think he's, he was number three when he left, but he was number two for a long time to come join Leeds United at the Championship, which is no mean feat because no one wants to play in this league. No, no. offense to the uh, to the league. But when but, you're when you're at Real Madrid in the Liga, to be able to drop down to the Championship, you, it's going to take some negotiation. It's, it's a. Ch- I think I think the way that Auto will have done it will be to say to him basically, 
you're not going to play first-team football for Real Madrid again, most likely. You're going to be in the cup and things like that. Whereas if you come to Leeds, we've got a, a great chance of going up and you could play in the Premier League and you will be starting every week. Yeah. And and who was going to turn down a challenge like that when they're 32 in the prime as a goalkeeper? And you just want to play football. You want you want to you want to you want to go out not so, not go out, but you want to spend the prime of your career doing something worthwhile, achieving something. Mm. And a, a, achieving Leeds United getting back into the Premier League is a good achievement. Yeah. No matter what people say, it's a good achievement. Yeah, I mean, definitely definite credit to Victor Walter and the club for. Uh, picking this one out I mean you know free transfer after buying out the rest of his contract which ended in 2020 uh, so really good pick out there great negotiating great deal just a fantastic signing really really good bit of business from Leeds United just a real statement of, of intent as well isn't it um, yeah yeah uh- it's it's not as like a statement of intent as like buying Ronaldo and <laughs> as it goes, but it's a statement of intent in this league. Yeah, we're going to sign a goalkeeper. We're going to we're, we're going to shore up our our back uh, our back line, and we're going to make sure that no, that that we concede fewer set pieces because we have been conceding set pieces. We barely pick from. Although in the Stoke game, he did make a good save of a set piece. Yeah, <clears> from a free kick. Yeah, from first from down. I think um, it, it, it was taking the I think shot. It was Charlie Adam. It wasn't Charlie Adam. It was. I don't know. Oh, that's irrelevant. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah, it's, it is a good statement of intent, and it's for the for this league. He will be, I think, he'll be su- superb. Yeah. Although we've said that with players in the past, and they've not been brilliant. Some players don't adapt well, but I really, really hope he comes here and he has a blinding half season, and we comfortably get back to the Premier League. Yeah. Because th- there's only 18 games to go. Yeah. This is a real opportunity. I really hope we don't throw this away. Yeah, I really hope it don't throw it away either. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Kiko is a great signing, and yeah, it was just just a really good signing from Leeds United. Really good pick out. A lot of credit to him. Uh, statement of intent. A lot of Leeds United fans can calm down now because I think we're going into January not being linked with many players. We're linked with a few goalkeepers, rather Cassian than Tom Heaton. And, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> rather him than Tom Heaton and Johan and all that. Kiko Casillas is a you know, fifth best goalkeeper in Spain, according to Guillaume Balague. He's a um, yeah, he knows, he knows everything about Spanish football, so yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's very, a good journalist. Yeah, very good, well-respected journalist, Game Balaguer, so he can go off what he says. Um, but yeah, that's Keiko Casilla signing. Uh, Link with a 21-year-old Welsh winger as well, Daniel James, uh, currently playing for Swansea City. Is he the sort of player we need, though? I, I don't think he is. I, I, I disagree with you there. I think it's exactly the sort of player we need. Yeah. I think with the amount of times we're crossing balls in the box and we're trying to get down the wings, I think... A, the fast, pacey winger with an end product is exactly the player we need. Yep. And you can tell by how annoyed the Swansea fans are that we're, we're trying to sign him, that he's not a bad player. They, they want to keep him because he's good, because he, he makes impact. He he runs on beyond the back line, he hangs on the, on the last shoulder, and we, we, we need players like him to, to punish. Because a lot of fullbacks in this league are slow and old and kind of journeymen. And if we got Clark and James on the wings... Punishing uh, their lack of pace, I think we'll we'll get some joy. I, I just feel as though we need someone a bit more experienced, a bit more versatile, can play attacking midfield as well, and just someone to go straight into that first team. Really, replace Jack Havison in the first team. Yeah, the, the I do think though he, the club are trying to sign players they think will fit into the Premier League, and if they think he's got the potential to play in the Premier League, and he's only going to get better under definitely, definitely has potential. Twenty one years old as well, got massive career ahead of him. He's, he's a perfect player to pick to kind of get better under Bielsa because Bielsa's only going to make him better Yeah, and um, he could be a real really good player uh, m- maybe not in the Premier League now but in a couple of years time when he's got a bit of experience when he's 23-24 tw- he could be a proper player in the Premier if, yeah. if we're there and I guess he, you know, he's not bad at, you know, playing for Swansea City and he's made a, uh, uh, an, inter- an appearance for the uh, Wales national team 
uh, that's managed by Ryan Giggs, so that says quite a lot. Ryan Giggs, the left winger himself. So, yeah, I, I guess you know it'd be a good signing. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely take it. We need we need a winger. I feel. Who else do you think we need? Do you think we need anyone else? I think we need an attacking midfielder. I do. I think Click has dropped off in recent weeks, and I think we need a little bit more. He's, he, Click has kind of hesitated to shoot a lot more now. I think we need someone who's going to have a few more pot shots, and it also got a bit of pace and a bit of creativity about him and a bit more trickery a bit like a a, a kind of a, a Samuel Saez type figure with a better end product shooting wise and a better attitude <laughs> that's what I want yeah I, I definitely agree with that I mean with Samuel Saez he's gone he's at Katafe never going to play for Leeds again I don't think even though he is only on loan uh, Lewis Baker being recalled back to Chelsea and going to uh, Reading um, so we're really short in that area of course we've got Izzy Brown to come back but who knows he, he could Get in, get re injured, and be out for even longer. So, yeah, definitely an attacking midfielder, I'd say he's needed. Definitely short in that area. But if we just sign Kiko Kassia and Daniel James, I'd be happy with that as a window. I don't know about you. Would, would you be happy with that? I'd be, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with the players sign. I'd, I'd poss- I want one more after that, but I wouldn't be annoyed if we didn't get one more after it, that. It's the 23rd, though. We've, uh, I don't want to be greedy. <laughs> we've only got eight days left of January, so... I think we can seal that. We'll get a loan deal in eight days. Yes. There's no reason we can't do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely should look at it. Uh, but now let's look ahead to Elysian United's uh, next game, this Saturday, uh, to take on Robbie United at the New York Stadium. Still don't know why it's called the New York Stadium. Um, <laughs> Yorkshire Derby, of course, as well. Um, and after the loss at Stoke, it's a massive game, isn't it? It's a very, very good opportunity because Norwich and Sheffield United are playing each other at the weekend. The second and third are playing each other and we're playing a team down the bottom who will likely be in a relegation fight. We have to get three points out of this game by any means necessary. Well, well they are in a relegation fight. You know, Rotherham, the 21st, two points uh, above the playoffs. Lots of left their past two championship games, three in all competitions, if you want to include that uh, 7-0 hammering. Oh wait, Manchester City in the FA Cup. Um, <laughs> Everyone gets hammered by Man City in the yeah, FA Cup or yeah. the EFL Cup, though, don't they? I mean, you look at Burton, they lost 9-0. <laughs> and they've still got a second leg to play. Yeah, feel, feel, can feel sorry for them. Uh, but in the last game, they lost 4-2 at home against Brentford. So it, it's a game that you'd expect Leeds United to win, really, wouldn't, wouldn't you? I wouldn't. I, I don't like saying I expect us to beat anybody. I, I expect us to compete better than we did against Stoke. I expect us to turn up more, not look so leggy and so... Because we, we had a week before that Stoke game and, and Stoke played in the Cup in between that time and we looked more tired than they did which was confusing to me yeah. I, I, want us, I want us to turn up I want us to put in a good performance and I think if we do that we'll, and, and especially in the first half we'll turn them over yeah. we need, if we get, we get an early goal first 20 minutes we'll turn, we'll turn them yeah. over we, we need to we need to really we, we can't draw or lose this game we need to come out and you know tell everyone yeah we are, we are still a good team I mean because that stuck lost that were uh, what four losses in our past five games? Three losses. Although it's, one of them's a cup game, I don't really count cup games. Well, three, three losses in our past champ- in our past four championship games. It's not. It's not a good. It, although, it's not promotion form. It's not good enough form. It's no, not it's not good form. enough. No, but of all times to have the slump, I'd rather have it now than have it in March or April. Yeah, I, I think you every top team in every league. Like Manchester City had a slump, and now they're back on form. Every team, Liverpool haven't had their slump yet, but I, I it will come at some point. Yeah. Every team has a slump at some point. If we can just win this and uh, hope that Sheffield United and Norwich draw, we go back to being three or four points clear. It's all all right. And then we we're, once we get uh, them and Borough and West Brom out of the way, we've got some, e- I will not say easier games, we've got some games we can probably control more uh, after that. And then we can, we can sort of calm down a bit and then sort of ease our way towards the finish line instead of trying to... Cause we seem to panic a little bit when we're... 
in these games we need to win we seem to be trying to force things which aren't going to come off trying yeah. to expect too much of the players are expecting too much of each other whereas if you just try the simple passes just try and play through, play through the channels build up a bit more not more slowly but wait till everyone's up before you start building up uh, get everyone forward then we'll, we'll, we'll score more goals if we're trying to score a goal with roof in the box against four defenders with uh, Alioski whipping a ball in it's never going to happen ever hmm. yeah because that's what happened against Stoke we need to just be a bit more patient with the build up get more people in the box and we'll be alright yeah I, I, got, I totally agree with you and um, like I say as well I'd rather have a slump now than rather be out of form towards the uh, towards the end of the season but it's still a massive game though we still kind of need a win we don't want to go on to need lose three points. Don't, don't want to lose anymore we need three points I mean whatever happens this weekend we will, we will remain in the top two of course we're uh, top of the league now uh, one point ahead of second place Norwich then four points ahead of West Brom who in third and Sheffield United who in fourth so whatever happens this weekend we will be in the top two but I'd rather say top of the league I, I like being top of the league everyone likes being top of the league yeah and uh, yeah with Norwich and Sheffield United playing on Saturday I mean you alluded to it what, what result would you take from that what, what would be ideal something like a 1-1 or a 2-2 I expect it to be a 2-2 you'd want a draw I want a draw yeah it's, you always want people around you to draw. I mean, you know, you, you're probably going to say you want Sheffield United to win, aren't no. you? No, <laughs> I want Norwich to win so we can claw even further away from the third place. That's that's a point, but that's I, that's what I wanted in view. But I don't want Norwich to be so neck and neck with us. I want us to be comfortably above everyone else. I, 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 I'm not bothered about winning the league. If we get top two, if we get second, I'll be happy. That's what I wanted in the West Brom Norwich game. I wanted Norwich to win that one. Of course, they drew. Uh, it's great because we didn't want West Brom to win at all but I'd rather Norwich win these pull further away from third because that makes us pull further away from third if, if you get what I mean I, I, yeah I, I, yeah, that's what I want I want Norwich to beat Sheffield United because I, I just want to claw further away from third place so we're not having to worry about dropping into those playoffs that, that, that's a point but I'd, I like it when all the teams around us are dropping points the only way to achieve that is a draw yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair enough, really. Uh, West Brom, they are away at Brighton in the FA Cup, so we don't have to worry about them in the Championship and uh, gaining any points. Well, they've already played, weekend. haven't they? Uh, they played on Monday. I think that was just... Yeah, I still think they'll have a game in hand after this weekend. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, um, yeah they, they won on Monday. 2-0 uh, away at Bolton, was it? Yeah, they, although to be fair, they weren't that dominant in that game. Bolton had a couple of good chances. Yeah. Um, Sam Johnson made one particular save. Of, uh, I think it was from... Clayton Donaldson maybe or uh, Amiobi who's on the edge of their 18 yard box who blasted a pearler of a shot that Johnson is a good goalkeeper so yeah. he, he put it over but no, it, sh- no shame not being dominant away at Bolton we were exactly you know, really great away at Bolton yeah that was just yeah, but the, the, I think the fact that the weather played a big part because the weather was awful when we played Bolton it was like it's sleeting and raining and it was cold and loads of wind it was just a it was a proper Championship game. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to say, West Brom took nine hundred fans to Bolton on Monday night. We took two and a half thousand to Hadcastle on Monday night. So surprise, surprise, we have the best fans in the league. Come on, I mean, West Brom's not that far. I mean, you you fans in who support Birmingham, Master Villa, West Brom, you should be going to every single away game because you've got the easiest travel, you've got the shortest travel distance because you're in Midlands, with, um, with the exception of possibly Middlesbrough because that's miles away from yeah. West Brom. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rotherham this weekend, it's the game that you expect Leeds United to win and hopefully we do so we can remain top of the league. But like I say, it's, it won't be in that well because we will remain top two either way. Uh, but uh, line-up, let, let's talk lineup because of course, Bavardi, he's not going to be back for this game. Pontus is suspended. So who, who would you go with? Who would you stick in defence? Uh, I would have Apple Helm in defence, definitely. 
I would have um, Ailing, Halm, uh, Liam Cooper, and Barry. Uh, no, not Barry Douglas. He's injured. Uh, Alioski in defence. Alioski has been really good at left back as well. And then I'd, his crossing needs to get better, though. It really does. Um, I, I, I like him. I like his endeavour. But if he's going to get forward uh, along with Clark and along with Harrison, he needs to put better balls in. Yeah. Uh, I'd have Phillips back in the defensive midfield role. I'd have Forshaw push forward and uh, clicked drop to the bench. I still want to bring Click on at some point in the game because he'll he will he will come. If, I think if he comes on later on in the game, he'd be better rested and he'll he'll take advantage of some tired defenders and tired midfielders. Yeah, I'd have uh, Clark and Harrison in the wings, um, Hernandez in the in the cam roll and Roof up front. Yeah, yeah, I I got to agree with that. I'd want that lineup, but you just know. I mean. Cohen Phillips is going to be back for this game. He is free match suspension will be over, but you just know that Bielsa is just going to stick Calvin Phillips in centre back, don't you? Yeah, you know that, and we're going to suffer from high balls again, which is going to annoy me. But yeah. we're, we're just we're just going to have to get through it. It's just it's one of them games that you just have to get through. We've got to get through Rotherham. We have just got to put them to bed, and then yeah. we can focus on more important games. Because with all respect to Rotherham, the, the Norwich and Borough and West Brom games are more important. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that clip of Steve Evans saying would Bielsa know how to go to Rotherham United on the on the. I'm not looking forward to that because if we lose, it'll be all over the place. If we lose, it'll be awful, but if we win, it'll be funny to watch. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be hilarious. Uh, Finally, score predictions. Um, You see, before Stoke, I'd have said 2-0 Leeds, but now I'm I'm thinking, I think we'll still win, but I think they'll score, which is going to probably have a set piece, which will irritate me. So, 2-1. Yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 to Leeds United Yorkshire well. Derby, they're always tough. Yeah, they are always tough, especially away at Rotherham. Yeah, 2-1 to Leeds United, and we need to win with when we've got Norwich at home, Middlesbrough away, and Swansea City at home. Our next three games. <laughs> Massive three games, though. So, uh, yeah. Se- Season-deciding three games, yeah. in my opinion. So, let's get a win, and let's carry momentum, carry a bit of form into those three important games. Uh, but that brings us to the end of this podcast thank you very much to everyone who's been watching and listening downloading and liking and everything really do appreciate it and sharing Uh, Charles thank you very much for joining me as always thank you very much and thanks to everyone listening yep really do appreciate it Uh, don't forget to follow All Things Leeds across all of our social media pages subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already if you are just listening straight from iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify wherever this podcast is going really I don't really know Uh, um yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed. Hopefully you all, uh, yeah, share it as well. Get this podcast out there. Help us out. Um, yeah, hope you all have a good one, and we'll uh, see you next week, yeah? See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Oh, have a good one.